just going to start. The lawnmower dude is outside. It might get noisy. Apologies in advance. I just have to record and I have to record now. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Crochet Circle podcast. My name is Faye and this episode is called Tardy because tardy is what I have been. Um, you may not be familiar with the word tardy but it basically means um, like behind time, late, running late. Just You've just been a bit tardy and I have been a bit tardy with something and I will explain what that is in the episode. How are you all doing? It's October. It's nappy noodles outside um, in Cheshire in England but uh, I have on woolly socks and mohair jumpers and all the woolly things to make up for it. It's that pleasant point when it's just a bit nippy but it's not really really cold. Um, so yeah, welcome in, hope you're all well. Um, just a quick little update on like, who I am. As I said, my name is Faye. I'm on Instagram as crochet underscore circle underscore podcast. You can also find me as lawnmower dude. No, I'm not lawnmower dude. You can find me as um, Faye DH Designs. That's the design kind of crochet knitwear design side of my Instagram and also my online shop which is at Knit It Hook It. Um, you can find show notes for this and every other episode that I've ever put out at www.thecrochetcircle.podbean.com. What do I have for you this time round? I have a very quick old dog new tricks, um, some finished objects, an en route which should have been a finished object but isn't. Um, a little bit of feeding the habit, some quick news beats, uh, a jador and a big up for you. So, shall we crack on and hopefully I can minimise the lawnmower noise in editing. That would be good. Old dog new tricks. Ravelry have done a bit of an update on part of their website and it was one of their blog posts and on their front page a couple of weeks ago but I thought I'd highlight it here because if you weren't on Ravelry at that time you might have missed it but it's quite a clever little trick for coming across different designers. So if you go into Ravelry and you search for a specific pattern and the example that I'll show on the screen is probably one of my um, best used patterns because it's free, um, on Ravelry. And so I've used that as the example to show what else comes up. Um, basically what they do is they filter through, so I'm not saying at all that I'm a well-known designer, but if you were to use something like the virus shawl, is extremely well-known within the crochet community. So if you were to go and use the virus shawl as an example, when you click into that pattern page, down at the bottom right hand side it will give you some other suggestions and show you now thumbnails for those other pattern suggestions so you get a little glimpse of what it is that they look like. Down and below that there's some quite specific wording and it says more that people also like. So basically what they've done is um, looked at people that have liked the virus shawl and what their other preferences has have been, so which other projects they've favourited, and that's what they're showing you. So when you click on the little link that says more that uh, people also like, it will bring up you know lots of other examples 
of shawls um, that people have made that are not necessarily like the virus shawl, but that people have also favourited. It's a really nice way of coming across some very different designers. I'm all too aware that you get a lot from the same designers all the time and it can be really quite difficult to come across new designers to see their work for and as a designer to get any level of prominence within the field it's it's really it's really hard I have to say as a crochet knitwear designer it's really hard to make your name out there and I love this function on Ravelry that you can actually have other people kind of brought to the table for you in a very simple two clicks and um, I don't know if you've ever done the troll through where you filter through on Ravelry um, and you, you know you can go after page after page after page of things that aren't just quite right. This is a really lovely way of just finding other designs and designers that you may not have otherwise been searching for. So once you've clicked on a pattern, the likes of which you are looking for, so shawl, down at the bottom on the right hand side you'll see other suggestions click on the link and then you will get pages up of other suggestions for you. Really nice, quick little way of searching through RAV under some different parameters than the ones you might have used previously. So, Cal updates and Tardy. This is why the podcast is called Tardy because 12 months ago I was running <laughs> with lots of other people the sock along and I was in charge of prizes and I didn't ever send out any prizes and I realised about three months ago when I found the prize bag up in my stash palace and I could have done something about it then but I thought well if I've been tardy for nine months I can just be tardy for 12 months and then on the anniversary of um, the sock along I will send out prizes to everybody and so that's what I spent last night doing got in touch with everybody um, looked through all of the Instagram under the hashtag got two people from Instagram and three people from the Ravelry Finished Objects um, thread and I've been in touch with everybody so you should know if you've already won a prize um, but yeah I have now finally dealt with my sock along tardiness it's not an excuse but this is why I haven't been doing cows this year because I just I knew that I was time poor and um, the hardiness would ensue so I just didn't put myself under that level of pressure but it feels rather good to have finally emailed people about prizes and got them you know I've got names and addresses in and I've got little parcels being sent out and going to people so that feels feels quite nice to finally be uh, like boxing that off um I'm just going to keep on going even though he's now got a strimmer out. So the people that won on Instagram were Yarn Adventurous, which is Beck, who I just spent the weekend with up at Yarndale, and Fiona, who is Fizz Krill. And then on Ravelry, the num the random number generator picked out Woolwoman 2K8, Nina Camilleri and Stasia Crochet. So I've been in touch with all of you. The two people that I haven't heard back from are Woolwoman 2K8 and Nina Camilleri. So... I don't know if you watch this podcast. I know that um, the FO thread was in the Crofternoon Treats podcast group, so you may not be a watcher of this podcast. Um, but if anybody does know those two, could you give them a little prod for me, please? Thank you. 
So although I said at the beginning of the year that I wasn't going to be running any cals, I'm actually co-hosting one that starts now. Right now. Um, and we'll go on until the 31st of December at midnight, wherever you are. And I'm doing that with Sophie from a Spring Snowflake podcast. Um, and the only reason I'm able to do it is because Sophie's going to do most of the work. Um, and that's that's kind of the bargain that we have struck, was that I will happily be part of the cal and try and um, deal with bits and pieces on Instagram but I, I just can't do the bulk of the work. So the way it's going to pan out is that Sophie um, has a Ravelry group and she will host the chatter thread in there and I will host the finished objects thread which um, I'll put up by the time this podcast goes live and there is a hashtag which is hashtag whip rip 2019 and the whole premise behind it is to finish up some of your projects or assess them, rip them out. So either like rip through your whips or rip back your whips. That's the theory behind it. So frog or finish. Um, and like I say, you've got until the 31st of December to get it all done. There might be prizes. The prize might just be that knowledge that you're going into 2020, 2020 fresh with far fewer projects going through and you um, can put into the finished object thread even things that you've fogged back so show it as a before and an after um, photo so that we can see that you've fogged it right back. Um, I'm sure there will be prizes, we will sort something out to be honest. Um, but yeah, I would love you to come and join us and be part of that. I tried this last year and it felt really nice to go into the new year with fewer projects. I wanted to go through with just one that didn't quite work out. So the ones I um, definitely tried to finish up before the end of the year are my Chapman socks. That's a pair of knitted socks. Um, and there's the Verity vest, which I discovered in a bag somewhere so I need to get that done and I particularly need to get that done because my friend Annabelle made one in a really gorgeous dark terracotta orange colour in cotton hers is too big mine is too small and we've agreed to do a swap on it so I need to get mine finished so that Annabelle can wear that and um and I can get hers <laughs> so that's why that's been sat in the corner I think because I just knew that I'd I'd sized it up wrongly so I need to finish that off. I have done maybe two thirds of it, so that needs to get done. And then anything else that I start between now and the 31st of December, I would like to have finished by the 31st of December. So um, yeah, come and join us. Come and join us for um, hashtag WhipRip2019. I'm going to move on to final destination. Um, probably looks like I haven't done a lot of crochet but actually I finished two things but they were commissions for a yarn um company and I finished them off just as I was driving to Yarndale because I needed to pass them over to them at Yarndale um but I can't show you them I can't show you the yarn it's all a bit top secret um but you'll be able to see them well into next year so it looks like I've been a little lazy bones, but actually I haven't. I've just been, I've been beavering away, but it's not particularly on stuff that I can show you. And apologies, I've just realised it probably looks like I have, um, okay. 
My jumper is quite see-through, but maybe you can see I've got, I do have like a cami top on underneath it, which is an underwear. But I've just seen that the light makes it look so see-through that it maybe looks like I'm just stood here with a see-through top on and a bra. It's a cami, I promise. It's like a satin cami top underneath. And maybe you should double check things before I wear them for the podcast rather than just being a bit boobalicious. Sorry. <laughs> what a faux bar. <laughs> um, right, back to the actual thing of finished objects. Um, so I was working on those two projects, crochet projects. They have gone um, and the other bits and pieces that I have finished up are knitting. I am working towards a massive um, knitting sock design project, which involves six designs. Um, which is why if you're watching, you might be able to see that I've created myself a little crafting snug for when I'm doing my design work I'm trying to not take over all of the house because it just ends up with like wool and yarn and crochet hooks and knitting needles everywhere so I'm trying to um do all of my design work here in my studio so that it's work and then the stuff that I do in the house is personal it doesn't always work out that way but that's why I've created myself this little kind of comfy corner in my um in my studio and I did it ready for starting this sock project but before I started the sock project um I wanted to finish up loads of the other partial socks I had on the go I tend to always have them on the go because when I vend I like to have um sock projects started sitting in yarn bowls um because it shows off the yarn bowls nicely and it shows off some of my existing sock design so if somebody asks me a question about a technique then I can show them that in a sock that I'm currently working up so I have finished off a pair of my Exmoor um this is Exmoor sock and the pattern is mini mania and I was using up bits and pieces you may or may not remember I did some Acanthium mitts, they were um, Katie Green's patterns and I was using Exmoor sock for that and I was left with quite a few bits and pieces and you may also recognise some of the colours from my Kinbane shawl as well. So the um, the bright acid green, the kind of hot raspberry pink and the kind of steely blue, they're all the colours that I used in Kinbane, my crocheted shawl design. And the um, undyed light grey, the forest green and the it's quite deep purple, they were the colours that I used for my acanthium mitts. So I was just I was just trying to be using up odds and ends to make myself some more socks. So I have a pair of mini mania socks, which I love, and then because I'm a good good wife I made Matthew up here because when I did the two-colour version of my Kinbane shawl, again, this is in Exmoor Sock by um, John Arbin, but this was the um, the collaboration that they did with Rivernet. So Becky dyed some of their Exmoor Sock and the colours are very much based on copper. So there's a dark, rusty copper colour, which is um, semi-tonal, and with like a dark verdigris copper colour as well. And so just in two stripes. Um, smell lovely. 
two stripe two sorry two color stripes stripy socks and the stripes change every five rows and they're nice and even so again this is my mini mania sock pattern but it just shows it off um as a two color instead and these are for matthew i was about that i must have been in a very nice mood because i cast these on ages ago like i said i cast them on for a show they've been on the needles for months and then um what did i do i thought maybe they were for me and i went back when i was doing the heel and realized that i'd done a 64 stitch sock not a 56 stitch sock and i was like oh they're not for me they're for matthew so he's been busting to get his little paws on these and he's never allowed to wear them until i've shown them off on the podcast so tomorrow I can well imagine these will be on Matthew's feet because he now loves, loves, loves hand-knitted socks. And then the final pair of socks, because I really have been trying to clear them out to move on with my design project, are... These are so pretty. I don't often do pretty socks because I like doing quite plain socks or introducing um, ribs or some... fairly simple colour work or doing vanilla socks I don't often do cables and twists and bits and pieces but these just these kind of deserve them so this is um the main sock is a very peachy cream colour and it's got little speckles of blue and acidy yellow and kind of rusty brown and peachy pink and the actual pattern is by Marceline Smith, who is from the Hey Brownberry podcast, and it's her Pebbles and Pathways um, pattern. And it's lovely. And in that pattern, Marceline says that you should just make it your own. You should change it up and you should do what you want with the pattern. Which is just as well because <laughs> Marceline's um, pattern is toe up and I'm a cuff down knitter. And the segment that she had in between the two cables was pearl and I'm not a massive pearling fan so I did some twisted knit stitches in there instead just to change it up a little bit and I really like the pattern that I got um and if you know Marceline's pattern you may not recognize this as the same as hers but the idea and the the whole concept came via Marceline's um Marceline's pattern so the What's the other thing that's interesting about these socks is it's the Bairn and Sheep's Clothing Corridale sock yarn, which is actually a sock wool because it is 100% Corridale. It has got no nylon in it and it is not super washed. So I'm going to be doing some work on these to see how well they fare. Um, I did promise I would be doing quite a lot of investigating on different sock wools and sock yarns over the winter months and that now that I'm back into wearing um, my knitted and crocheted socks that kind of starts next week so what I'm planning on doing is having certain types of socks I will wear week in week out and I will see where the weight and tear is on the socks and because I will be, I will be wearing the same ones every week then hopefully I'll be able to speed up that process of investigating how well they wear. The contrast on the toes, heels and cuffs are from Abercairn Yarns and they're a beautiful soft light terracotta colour um, and I really enjoyed working with those two contrasting colours together. Um, 
they took a long time to do. That's the thing I would say about pattern socks compared to me doing uh, like my standard mini mania stripe or some socks with a little bit of colour work or my plain vanilla socks, which I usually do with contrast, um, cuffs, heels and toes. These took a long time. I had these on the needles um, before Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which was in March. So these 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 were on for a very long time so pleased to have got them done and I will be pleased to get them on my feet and test out this collar deal and see how that goes so some of the other stuff that I have been working on is not crochet it's not knitted it's not really yarn related but um I thought I'd show it because there was quite a lot of interest in it when I popped it off on my Instagram stories um I am part of my local Spinners, Weavers and Dyers Guild. And if you've never looked at your local guild, I would thoroughly suggest going along and seeing what they get up to because the wealth of knowledge that you tend to have in the room is quite incredible. We have a lady um, who's in our guild called Ilsa and she's been doing eco-dyeing workshops and testing out different techniques for ages and sorry by eco dyeing what I actually mean is eco printing so what she does is gets different types of natural fibers and then she uses leaves and flowers to create prints on fabric and the results can be absolutely stunning um the bit that I'm showing up is actually wool that was pre-mordanted so basically that helps to fix the print onto the pattern and all of the bits and pieces that I've used on here are actually eucalyptus. And the effects are just incredible. Not every plant works. Um, and that was one of the great things about doing the, the workshop with Ilsa. Because she's been doing this for maybe two to three years now. And so she was able to bring to the table all of her little hacks and what works and what doesn't. And we were getting the benefit of all of her knowledge for a £30 workshop and it was a full day workshop as well so that's another good reason for looking at your local guild because actually they do really um they tend to do really affordable workshops from within the guild and specializing on somebody's um more in-depth knowledge so wool with eucalyptus and the um the wool was cream and the eucalyptus and Ilsa, she didn't expect this to be the result, but it came up in this magnificent rusty orange colour. She expected it to be quite um, a kind of vibrant yellowy green colour. She's never got this orange before, so you never quite know what you're going to get out from it. So we tried wool and we tried um, some silk, which I did with... Um, Japanese maple and um, from the Japanese maple it also had the little helicopter heads, the seed heads and I popped some of them in and I think that's everything that that one had on it. Oh and some fern as well which you can just see um, and then what I did afterwards because I didn't think that the bright the, um, the, e the eco printing was bright enough so I put it in an iron solution which can intensify the colours and when I did that the little um, seed heads created these little black dots. It was just, it's incredible. They were in there for me, in the iron solution for maybe half an hour but 
I just, I love it. It comes up really nicely on the wool and the silk. And the other one that I wanted to show you, because when we got home, I had some pre-mordanted silk that I got from the um, from the workshop. And so I eco-printed a scarf for my mum. And again, that has got eucalyptus on it. But you can also see that I have added sycamore leaves. So you get a really nice print on the sycamore leaves. And let me just find it. Yeah, really beautiful print of an oak leaf on there as well. Um, not every type of plant works, but it's worth having a play with. Just outside my office is a cherry tree with beautiful dark purple leaves and they worked really nicely but I didn't know that they were going to work. Raspberry leaves work well, um, Coreopsis works really well. My uh, hollyhock, Henry the hollyhock, I took some of his flowers in and they created this kind of burst of bright purple dye on the fabric. So it's just a nice way of having a little play about and seeing um, what's available and what isn't. In the show notes, I will link to a book um, which I actually sell. It's called Botanical Links. It's by a lady called Beth Bean. Um, she's a British dyer. And I actually quite rate the information, having now done the workshop, I rate the information that she has got on eco-printing. She goes into all other types of techniques as well, but um, I really like the, the beauty of the book, the way it's laid out and the way that she's put the instructions. So I'll add a link to that in case you want to have a look for um, a book that will teach you how to do this and many, many other things with um, with botanical um, inks and dyes I had a lot of fun So and I've made my mum's birthday present which is great but I can see how you could eco print something up cut it out and applique it on with wool and you could use textures and build um, build bits up with the eco printing you could make it into more you could sew it onto project bags You, it's just I could see lots of ways that you could create something amazing from eco printing onto different fabric substrates so yeah i had a great time it is yet another well kind of finished object that isn't crochet though so because i am still trying to be a monogamous crafter and to only have one crochet project on the go and one knitting project on the go that's the theory anyway um, the en route that I've got, I really wanted to have as a finished object and it just didn't work out. Um, for good reason, actually. I was working on my Maya shawl, um, which is a pattern which was in Inside Crochet. And the designer is Helda. Helda Panagari. And I was beavering away on this shawl, trying to get it finished, so that when I met with Helda... Up at Yarndale, I could be wearing her shawl. Didn't quite happen. And here's the reason why. It took me quite a while because I wanted to fiddle with the pattern. Um, I am using a lace weight mohair in a dark stormy grey colour. And it is a thousand metres to the hundred grams. And I am popping that up against a single... Um, 
four ply yarn, which is 400 metres to 100 grams, which is in quite a bright teal colour. And it took me a while to work out how I wanted the fabric to come across. So I was playing with different hook sizes and also I was playing with the number of rows within the pattern because I wanted them to look equal. And the way that I got that in the end was to do four rows of the mohair to two rows of the four ply. And that makes them almost equal. But what it also means is that, of course, I've got four rows of mohair to do, which is a harder thing to crochet than a standard four ply. So it's taking a little bit longer, but what I do have is quite a nice, it's not quite nice, it's a nice stripy shawl. Um, this is about where, so it's not quite my wingspan, it's about two thirds of my wingspan. Um, this is, I think, pretty much the size of where the one is in the magazine, and that makes it quite a small shawl. And as we know, I'm not a small person, I'm not a small human, I've got wide shoulders, I'm quite largely built, um, aside of what size I am weight-wise, I'm actually just quite, I've got quite a large body frame, and so a shawl this size isn't going to sit nicely, it looks like, basically, when I put it on, it looks like a bib, it looks, it needs more. So that was one of the reasons that I was playing about with the mohair, because I have got three balls of this, so 750 metres, and I had a 120 metre skein of my Cosmic Strings, which is the teal one. So 750 metres of mohair and um, I think it's 480 metres because it's 120 gram cake of Cosmic Strings. And I think with that balance, I'm probably going to be left with some of the Cosmic Strings at the end of it. That's not an issue, but I really want to use up all of my mohair. So I'm going to keep on going with this shawl until I have used up every last drop of my mohair. This is cake number two and I'm maybe uh, about a quarter of the way through it. So by the time I have finished, this is going to be quite a sizable shawl. It's very light because of that mohair, um, but it's also really nice and warm. So I'm looking forward to having this. I'm off to Iceland in five and a half weeks. I had a phone call from my dad last night. He's just ridiculously excited. My dad is one of these people that um, doesn't matter what age I am. I'm now 42. He will phone me and say, have you left yet? Have you left for the airport yet? Have you got your passport? Have you got your keys? Why haven't you left yet? Because, you know, he lives in rural Scotland and it takes him two hours to get to the airport. I live not that far south of Manchester Airport and it takes me 25 minutes to get to the airport and he gets his knickers in such a twist um, and he phoned last night and he was like is it too early to leave for the airport yet <laughs> I'd love to say it's because he's so looking forward to seeing me he is looking forward to seeing me it's more about the fact that he's going back to Iceland he is obsessed he was speaking Icelandic at me last night I mean, it wasn't good Icelandic, but he thinks he can get by on it. Something to do with, I eat fish and I am a fish. Honestly. My dad is just daft as a brush. Um, So, that aside, 
I would like to be wearing this in Iceland. I'm going to take lots and lots of crochet knitwear over with me so that if one load gets wet one day, I've got a load for the next day. And this, I think, would just look incredible photographed in Iceland because it's quite it's quite an austere looking country. It's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. But it has every shade of grey. That's, that's what Iceland is. It's not full of colour. That doesn't make it unattractive it's beautiful um, and I just think this pictured photographed in Iceland will look amazing so uh, yeah I need to crack on with this basically I need to get on with it that is my big crochet project at the moment the other thing that I'm doing with this is I'm entering it into Clarisabeth's um, Cal Clarisabeth from the Crochet Cakes podcast is running um, a cal at the moment and let me just look up what the hashtag is for you it is mischief managed cal and it's hashtag mischief managed cal on instagram basically you've got until the 31st of october to get your um your project in and um it's got to have a link to harry potter so this was originally going to be called my Defence Against the Dark Arts um, shawl, but actually when I do my Harry Potter stuff I now always come up as Slytherin and when I think back to like the final battle and everything Voldemort, if you ever look back, everything that is Voldemort coloured is that kind of dark Slytherin green going into a teal colour and even the the gradation on the screen when he's on screen is dark teal green forest green and like dark grey so this is my Slithermort shawl which sounds like such a horrible name Slithermort just sounds horrible I am now fully embracing my Slytherin ways so Slithermort will be finished by the 31st of October ready to um, put into Clarisabeth's cal. She says, it will be. It will be finished because it's the only crochet project I'm working on and you guys want to see something else next month and me wearing this. So it will be finished. Right. So that is my only en route. Next in line is Bark. Which Clarisabeth has also been making. She made a beautiful version. So I need to check out. Clarisabeth is really good at putting um, project notes up in Ravelry. So I need to check out what she's said on hers. Uh, before I start my adventure into my bark sweater. One, two, feeling the habit. As you're all aware, I'm on a yarn ban. And I've just come back from Yarndale. I did not buy, and I'm choosing my words really carefully here, I did not buy a single skein of yarn. I picked up two loads of yarn for different projects, some from Rivernets for my sock project. They are the people that are very kindly giving me yarn support for my sock project. And I picked up some of the John Arbin's Harvest Shoes in a new worsted weight, so iron weight that they're doing for that. It's 200 metres for the 100 grams. And Harvest Shoes is a beautiful, beautiful wool to work with. 
Um, I'll show you them when I've actually made them up into bits and pieces rather than give anything away now. So I did pick up wool, but I didn't buy any. They are both um, yarn support items. So the question is, when you go to a yarn show and you're not buying yarn, like what do you buy? Um, yarn deal is quite uh, kind of craft-centric rather than just knitting um, yarn, like India Yarn Dyers type of a setup. It's in a cattle market. It's probably got about 140 to 150 different vendors and they're quite varied as well. So when I got there on the Saturday morning, the first thing I did was made a beeline to River Knits because I knew they only had a limited number of copies of this pattern book and I bought Jimmy Knits pattern book. Um, I'm very pleased to say that these sold out before lunchtime on the Saturday. Um, I wanted to support Jimmy. I wanted to support the fact that Becky Marcus had tried to change things up at a yarn show and make it more representative of our community. And um, Becky had also made this jumper on. Um, it's a knitted jumper by Jimmy and Becky had made it. It only needs two skeins of a four ply yarn for the um for the jumper and she'd made it in a purple colour and it looked amazing and because she'd made it I managed to try it on and I really liked the shape on me. So there's that there's a really nice shawl in there as well. Um it's got twelve different patterns including hats. There's just a bit of everything in here. There's a blanket, there's all sorts. So that was my first purchase. Um and then what else did I find? I also found on a lovely stand what on face value just looks like some beautiful tweeds. Actually what they are is 100% cashmere offcuts. I cannot tell you how soft these are. They're beautiful. And I got um, five different offcuts. They are full length. So they are I think just about a metre and a half in length. And maybe about 20 centimetres um, deep for each of them and I've got one, two, three, four, five offcuts and they were £6.50 and my plan for these are to add them maybe into brims of hats and into the cuffs of mittens just for that extra layer and an extra little bit of warmth and um, around some of my crocheted and knitted items they are just so soft and warm they're beautiful and for you know for six pounds fifty, I thought that's a that's a proper bargain. So, um, yeah, they will they will come to life in some other manner. Um, they're I particularly love. They're all very, it's a very neutral palette. But the one that really caught my eye on this bundle, it's got quite a nice open, um, check weave into it, and it has quite a dark blue, quite a mossy green, and a brown um running through it, and it just. It seemed very, very plain and very lovely. Um, just nothing too fancy. Some of the Harris tweeds that I've got are really quite, <laughs> quite modern and full on, and this just felt very classy and very, very heritage. I guess is quite a nice word for it. It felt heritage. So I got that, and then what else did I buy? Um, my friend Katie was also. 
um, supporting fellow makers in the community and she had pins from Nerd Bird Makery available and so I got by the time I got there all of the crochet ones had gone um, so any that, that were by Nerd Bird that she had for sale and she had quite a few completely disappeared by the time I got round there on Saturday afternoon so the one that I got has a beautiful lady with balls of yarn in her hair, knitting needles sticking out and a bird in her hair and um, I think Katie is going to be listing the rest of these in her shop when she gets back from holiday so she might have some of these available I don't know what the state of her stock was come the Sunday night but um, yeah, really nice to be able to, to buy that pin as well and the other thing that I bought was a little notions pouch which is um, I'm really interested in sewing at the moment and there's a lovely lady called Lindsay and she runs a company called The Border Tart and she does a lot of um, kind of Japanese based sewing and using up little scraps of fabric and adding them onto bits as an embellishment so the bag that I'm showing up is it's on an ecru base I think it's um a linen base it's a zipped purse it's got beautiful bright red lining inside and what Lindsay's done is added on the back just a little bit of a detail of um, a running stitch in red with a little tiny little square of light blue fabric which has been blanket stitched on and on the front she's added lots of different blues her stand is is generally blue she does a lot of indigo dyeing um, she's got a lovely cohesive stand because so much of it is based on the colour blue and here she's just got four little squares and rectangles again the r red running stitch going through it and blanket stitched and just done um, lots of really beautiful um, stitching on it and it was just it was unusual um, and I know that it's been hand stitched by Lindsay so that was a really nice little project bank to add to my into my collection it may even become it's that kind of it's got a bit of a box bottom it could even become like a makeup pouch or um a little overnight toiletries bag as well but i just i really liked it and i was purposefully looking for nice things and nice people to support um through my non-yarn purchases and the last thing that i got at yarn deal actually isn't for me it's for you guys. I have one of these because Bernie gave me one when we were in Perth, Festival of Yarn. But I bought three because I finally sorted out my bank details for AdSense who do YouTube um, advertising. And so I finally got sent through some of the advertising money from this channel. So um, if you are one of those lovely people that always watches the advert or does a click through and doesn't just press skip straight away. And if you press skip, not an issue for me. It's whatever you want to do. But what that does is creates revenue and that allows me to use that money to support the podcast. So I bought three of Bernie's Kilted Bear Pins. So Bernie's company is Bear and Sheep's Clothing and she has a polar bear and as her emblem. And for Perth, she created this pin of a polar bear with his back to us. And he's got a kilt on. And you can see that he... Well, it looks like he's maybe holding up his kilt at the front, but you can't see that. 
and so I have bought three of them and these are up for grabs with this month's podcast. These are made in the UK as well. Bernie has really nice pins. A lot of pins come over from China. Um, Bernie's sourcing policy is really good. Her yarn is all spun in Britain and her bear pins are also made in the UK. So if you want to pay in with the chance of winning one of her bear pins, then all you need to do is leave a comment either on the episode notes for this in YouTube, on Podbean or on Instagram. You can do all three if you like, give yourself three chances of winning. Um, And by doing so, what you need to do is start the conversation with Bear Bear, as in B-A-R-E-B-E-A-R. So he's a Bear Bear because he's a true Scottish bear and he's got no knickers on. So start the conversation with Bear Bear and I will draw three winners before um, the next podcast, same as I've done with this one, which I'll come across, I'll come to in um, in quick news meets. And they were all of the things that I bought at Yarndale and I've had nothing else coming in. It's been a bit of a full-on month work-wise um, because of the SOP project exciting sock project so I've just had my head down by the time I got to Yarndale on I think I went out to wool gathering on Thursday night and we went to Yarndale on Friday morning um between Sunday afternoon and Thursday I hadn't left the house at all I'd just been within the perimeters of our house so obviously left the house to come to the studio left the studio to go to the house which is about 10 paces away Uh, But I literally hadn't been anywhere, done anything, gone anywhere. It had just been me in the house. So it was really nice at Yarndale to lift my head, go and see people and go and have fun. And just, I had such a ball. Um, I was there with a gaggle of friends, there were five of us. We stayed there for the whole weekend. We drank quite a lot of gin. We had a lot of fun. We ate nice food. And um, we had a ball and at Yarndale it was really good fun. Uh, yeah, but that's everything that I bought there. Right, quick news bits. Um, the next global hookup is going to be on the 19th and the 20th of January. All of the details for how you can join that are um, in the show notes. So remember, that's www.thecrochetcircle.podbean.com and a link for the show notes is in the drop-down box from YouTube. Um, and that gives you a link to go and join and also the ID number. So on the Saturday night, I think we might, it's either BST or GMT, whichever we're in in that time zone. Um, I think we might still be in BST then. Um, but it will be, whatever it is, UK time, it will be 8 o'clock in the evening and on the Sunday morning it will be at 9am onwards so Sunday the 20th Saturday the 19th of October and the dates are there already for November and December and then in December I will give you the next six months worth of dates for going into 2020 um so yeah come and join us look um it's been really lovely to have some new faces in the global hookups. It's been really nice to have some of you who've been lurking in there, not on video, come and put video on. Some of you adding audio. Come and join us. We have people from all over the world and people with differing levels of confidence. So you can just sit there and listen to what's going on 
or you can come and join in, it's really up to you. But it does give you the chance to be part of a crafting group for an hour, two hours, whatever you fancy. But you can sit and have your own little crafting group from the comfort and safety of your own home. It'd be lovely to see you there. Um, in my last podcast, I talked a little bit about my life and what's been going on and just um, how it is running three different elements to my business. And I said if anybody's interested in a blog post about some of the resources that I use, some of the software, some of the podcasts that I listen to, then I would make them available. Um, quite a few of you came back and said, yes, please, I would love to know more about what you use. So there's a blog post on that and the links are in the show notes if you want to go and take a look at it. I've deliberately not made it too wordy. I've just tried to really say, um, link to what it is that I use and why it is that I use that particular thing um, and some of the kind of tips and tricks that I've got from running my own business. Um, num- the next one is to tell you who won Alias Print. Let me just show you. To see who it is that have won a copy of Ailey's um, print, which is Willis Yarn. I really love the idea of you all coming back with Willis Yarn, like a little secret code, um, <laughs> and to, to be able to win the print. So the people that won it were um, Crafty Print Abroad, Amy. On That was on Instagram. On Podbean, it was Mars from the Hey Brown Berry podcast. And on YouTube, it was Patty Crochets. And I've heard back from all of you. And they're sat there and they're all going to be posted off today. I was on it last night with podcast prizes. I was like, right, such and such has got back to me. Here's the redress. Print it off. Get it packed up. So, yeah, sock along. And um, print prizes are all pretty much heading out today. So expect them if you were a winner expect them shortly um the next one on quick news beats is that i did the catwalk walk at perth festival of yarn um and it was really good fun it wasn't like a big i think some people might have thought like it was a big fancy lights camera action affair it wasn't it was at the gala dinner and um there were quite a few of us that were models and we walked through the tables for the gala dinner and it was compared by um, John, who's the Beardy Chill podcast. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really good fun. And there were a fair few crochet bits and pieces in there, mainly knitting, but fair few crochet bits and pieces. And it was it was just good fun. I have no video um, footage of it myself because I was in there however there is video footage from Laura who is the um where is it the Lonely Knitter podcast she recorded it all so I've provided a link to her podcast in the um show notes so if you want to go and see it you can go and see it there what is hilarious is both times I wore two different crocheted garments actually um the blurred lines was the first one I wore and the second one was a a cropped um, sleeve version of, I, I think it's called Finery, the Elven Handmade one with the um, kind of art deco with the leaves coming down. I wore that and um, both times John didn't say it was crochet. So of course maybe me, as I was going down, I was going, it's crochet, it's crochet, it's crochet. And I was like, if by the time I've left this room, you people are all going to know that what I'm wearing is actually crochet. Um, 
so yeah, it was really good fun. And what I still need to do though are take some proper nice photos of blurred lines for my Ravelry project page. Um, and so that's why I bought you the little pins, basically, because I wanted to, um, in part, show you what happens to the money from the advertising from this. Like that doesn't hit my bank account and then I just go on a wild spending spree with it. That is paying for your postage and it's paying for more prizes and bits and pieces coming out. So because I finished my blurred lines and Bernie had created these little bear pins specifically for Perth, that's why I got these as part of the prize. So very really proud to be supporting crochet and pushing it forward. It was really nice. And while I was at Yarndale, I had a really good natter with um, the good folk at Inside Crochet. That's my favourite crochet magazine. It feels inclusive. Um, it feels like the projects are wearable. Um, I really love the like the warmth and the energy that they've got it inside crochet as well. They're lovely and um yeah, so it was really nice having a good chat with Catherine Sierra and Jenny. It was yeah, it was really nice. So just a f it does feel like things are shifting, like crochet is getting some of the airspace that it finally deserves and for the right reasons. Um what else do I have for you? I think that's it for quick news beats. There it is. So on to J'adore. Um, which is basically... I had such a nice time at Yarndale. Um, I had my reservations about it. Because it didn't feel like an entirely... It didn't feel in the lead up. Like it was going to be an entirely inclusive event. However... I managed to support people that I wanted to support support friends who are genuinely trying to make a difference in our community and I went to see Hilda um, talk when um, she did her piece on being a crochet designer and I think just having a bit of time out and getting out of the house <laughs> that was really good fun and we just had we just had so much fun aside of it being a yarn festival actually just being away being with friends eating naughty food Drinking too much gin, being in my pyjamas at six o'clock at night. It was just, we just had a ball. It was really good fun. And uh, yeah, I just, I enjoyed just being away and getting a bit of a fresh perspective. And the other thing that happens, I don't know if you all feel the same way, if you go to a yarn show or somewhere, just inspiration starts to flow. You start to see new ideas, you see new colours coming through and you spend time with your people you you know you're talking with other crafters you're buzzing off of their enthusiasm and it all just feeds into all of the stuff that I want to do for this community and within this community and as a designer and for the shop and for the podcast so I have so many cool things coming up in 2020 not just for me but for you as well bits and pieces that I'm working on bits and pieces that will hopefully help to move the community on and give crochet its proper place in the crafting scene um yeah it's it's kind of it's it's pulling together to be a really interesting 2020 and i'm looking forward to it so that's what i'm loving and the big up that i have really leads on from that and it's to helda 
Um, what an absolute star. It was the first time that Hilda and I actually got to meet face to face. We've been in contact for um, a good few months now. But I went and saw her just before she started her talk and she was nervous. <laughs> she was really nervous. And um, she was amazing. Her talk was absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was very down to earth. It was very warm and it was very, you know, heart driven. You know, at one point she was crying because there was just so much appreciation for her and her crochet designs. And there was so much love coming back for her out of the audience. And she she couldn't quite cope with it. I, I don't know what she expected, whether she thought we were going to be throwing like rotten tomatoes at her and heckling her. But she did brilliantly. And, you know, big up Hilda. It's no small thing to... to um, come into an arena and talk to people if that's not your thing, if you're not used to it. And she just, she did really, really well. So, yeah, well done you. Right. I think that's it. I think I'm done. Mama, yeah. Yeah, I think that's everything. So, I hope you're all going to have a fabulous month, a great October. Um crafting season is well and truly upon you if you're in the northern hemisphere um yeah i hope you've got your hooks ready your yarn ready and you've picked out all the amazing projects to um to get hooking through in this month best place to find me if you want me is on instagram that's where i do most of my networking that's where i am most of the time need to get into ravelry a little bit more and i will do that but it's not it's just not as easy to navigate as instagram because um, I'm on Instagram for all of the businesses. It's just, that's where you find me. So if you ever need me for anything, ping me a message on Instagram. That is 100% the best way of getting in touch with me. So, until next month, happy hooking, my lovelies. See you soon. Oh, man. I've got fluff up my nose. something in and I'm hiding from the lawnmower man I might have to chop and add a little extra segment in after he's gone because I've got no cash that's why I'm hiding from him probably you can hear that in the background as well which isn't great but might just stay here hiding that might be too noisy in which case it might just stop for a moment let lawnmower dude carry on right outside my window and start the first segment and sip my coffee and just wait maybe check if I've got seeds in my teeth
I did have something in my teeth. Hello all. Off. Where are you?